From a bird-watching nurse to a line-dancing firefighter, nobody's just one thing. That's why Polar Pop and Froster aren't either. Choose from all kinds of flavors and make your mix. Polar Pop and Froster, just 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. Seven billion humans on Earth can't all like the same drink. That's why Circle K has Polar Pop and Froster. Pick your flavors and make that one in seven billion mix just right for you. Polar Pop and Froster, just 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. Eventide Entertainment presents The Drive-In, hosted by Aaron Lopez. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Drive-In. I am your host, Aaron Lopez. This week, I'm joined by Mike Shea, co-founder of Eventide Entertainment and your friendly neighborhood host of Mike Talks Funny. What's up? Mike, thanks for coming in today. We've been trying to get you in here for a little bit, but this is a good... uh, Today, we're talking some Oscars, so we've got lots to say. Oh, oh, so many things. So many thoughts. So, uh, yeah, Mike Mike, uh, was last on when we were talking about Thor, Ragnarok, and man, that seems like forever ago now in November. It's only a couple of months, but man, that seems so long ago. Yeah. Before before the... uh, you know, the second ice age came through. I know. Well, and speaking of today, we <laughs> we get some more snow. So Ohio weather, it's fifty five and sunny, and then twenty minutes later, it's snowing and overcast. Ooh, so the best. Enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> All right. So, uh, like I said, today's a special episode of the drive in. Uh, we are not reviewing a particular movie today. We are more looking at the uh, Oscar nominations and kind of we may look into some particulars of these movies, but. Uh, don't necessarily have to worry about any spoilers today. Um, if you get anything, it's going to be minor, and it's going to be more of the overview of the entire uh, entire picture. So don't worry about spoilers today. If you guys have seen any of these movies or you have any insights into them, uh, make sure that you take a listen and do not hesitate to reach out and give your information and your opinion and feedback into the Oscar nominations of 2018. Um, so let's just start out by just talking about the overall nominations. Um, we, we are going to go into some specifics a little bit later. Um, uh, but for now, Mike, what were your overall reactions when you saw the nominations drop? Um, they felt very safe. I, I would agree. I yeah. don't think there was any risks taken with any of these, say maybe one, any of these nominations. Um, none of them are bad, but all of them are just kind of. Uh, cherry picked out of the uh, what we call Oscar bait. Um, yeah. Uh, again, other than one, uh, just very, very odd. When I look at the the uh, the palette of films that came out in 2017, and I see the ones that were picked for for like Best Picture, I'm just kind of like, mm, really? I mean, they were good, but really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would I would agree with that. You know, and and you look at the. The films that got nominated for Best Picture or those that got nominated for Best Actor or Actress, um, and you know, even going down all the way to like visuals, uh, visual effects, mm-hmm. n- nothing surprised you. Uh, there were a couple, for me, there were a couple surprises in the Best Actor category um, and Supporting Actor. Um, but overall, it, it, it's very vanilla um outside of to me I, I don't know if it's the same surprise for you but get out to me that's the one yeah that, it, which is the exact opposite of vanilla but yeah. still talks about it so it it's what that that's the one i was like they they took a risk with that i mean and i love get out mm-hmm. don't get me wrong i'm not saying it's not worthy of the nod but it's not a traditional oscar movie no in any way not not by a long shot i just rewatched it again the other day and still found myself going like this movie is messed up i can't believe it's 
getting a nomination. It's a wonderful film. But yeah, yeah. That, that's the one that's just that's the one they went with to be. But again, other than that particular film, yeah, the rest of it's just very kind of cookie cutter. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, so let's let's look at some of these specifics. Um, I know that you're a big sci fi guy. Uh, so let's start with the visual effects. Everything from visual effects this year, as usual, you get a lot of sci fi. Um, I want to say this is the first time in a little while that across the board it's been nothing but science fiction style yeah. movies. Last year, there were, last year was Rogue One and uh, Doctor Strange, and I forget the, a couple others. And uh, but I remember thinking last year, like last year, there was no bad pick. Any of them mm-hmm. could have won, and I would have been on board. And with this year, it's it's the same thing. I look at all five of these movies. Uh, Blade Runner, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, Kong Skull Island, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, War for the Planet of the Apes. Pick one. Uh, yeah. You, you can't lose. Absolutely. Um, I have I have my favorites, as does everybody. But if any one of the – my favorites, Blade Runner 2049, to me, that was the best film of 2017. But uh, if anything else wins, I'm not going to be sad. Yeah. Well, and I, I look at it and I'd say, you know, something like War for Planet of the Apes, if it is going to win um, – I don't think it should have won for this third installment. Um, I liked the third one, but in comparison to, um, for example, the second one, which was a lot more to me. I never know which one's Rise and which one's Dawn. Because um, <laughs> they both kind of mean the same thing. I think it's Rise is the second. Was Rise the second one? Because the second yeah. one was was something special. Yeah. Because Matt Reeves, Matt Reeves directed that one and 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 War, and I thought I thought Rise, whatever the second one is, was yeah. just great i liked war for the planet of the apes i have a problem with the title yeah <laughs> there really wasn't a whole lot of war and there it. was there was but a there's the one battle was there was good, a skirmish but... yeah um but but again i mean just andy uh, andy circus's mocap alone uh and if if they get it they need to just give it to him because he's the reason he why needs, they he would needs get to be it. the one walking up on stage taking it because they will he'll never get a best best doctor nominee actor nomination because yeah. you have to physically be on screen to qualify, so if they're going to do visual effects for war, yeah, Andy Circus needs to be the one accepting yeah, that trophy. Yeah, my uh, my pick, and like I agree with you, there really isn't a bad movie in this. Um, I saw Kong Skull Island about a month ago and was so surprised. I expected it to not be very good, and it was very very good. It was. It was. Um, I was. I was. I expected it to be on par with the Peter Jackson one. Like, yes. okay, giant gorilla stuff blows up, mm-hmm. whatever. But I oof. They, they said, screw it, we're going to do things the way they should have been done the first time. Yeah. And yeah. So, I mean, I would not be disappointed with any of these to win. My personal pick is just going to be Star Wars because that's just me. Um, that, but if that I saw... That light speed. That light speed. Yeah. That, uh, that, that's the that scene. scene. That for me that would be why they win it. That scene alone is the one. So, oh, if man. they win it, I'm going to be happy. But, again, if anybody else does, there's going to be no disappointment here for me. Um, any snubs to you? In visual effects? As far as visual effects goes, I, I don't think you could have picked any any five better. Okay. Um, I look at some of the, you know, when I look at other stuff like this that came out this past year, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, um, you know, again, great comic book films, Justice League, stuff like that. You could have picked any one of those, and yeah, there was impressive visual effects, but of the ones that I think were the best, I think Kong Skull Island is the one that stands out to be the most as like, oh, uh, like to, to see that one get some recognition is impressive, but yeah. Uh, of these five, I do think these five were the best of the year, hands down. I don't think they they missed a mark on any of these. Well, I like they gave Guardians the nod of, of all the superhero movies. 
Oh, you don't yeah. you don't traditionally expect a whole lot out of Guardians just because it is Guardians, um, but two movies in and they've yet to disappoint. So I have a I have a very distinct feeling that because you know whenever they do the nominees at the award show they always show the, the clip they're nominating it for. Yeah, I have a feeling this is going to be. Uh, Rocket and Yondu jumping thirty times and their faces getting distorted. While oh they, yeah, I think that that's scene. gonna. That was just great. I think that's gonna. That or you know, the opener could could be. Something yeah, with, just yeah. The, yeah, again the, the very colorful, vibrant, impressively shot. For, you can't go wrong with, with any of these. Um. So moving on to well, you know we can kind of lump these together, although they are very different in their uh, in what they do, but makeup and hair and costume design. Um. Yeah, I'm. I think that makeup and hair is going to be an easy darkest hour. Um, I forgot yeah. it was Gary Oldman, and that yeah. I don't know if that was because of him or if that was because of a little bit of the the way in which he was he was uh, done up in his makeup. I have a sneaking suspicion Victoria and Abdul might take this one. I I didn't see that movie. Um, that's one movie I just I have not because it was a it was like an independent. Yeah, form it release. came through at our at our, the neon. It came through there yeah. for us. Um, that one came and went it. for me. So, but just from what I've seen of it, that one maybe Wonder was a fine film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very well done. It was very heartwarming, um, but. I'd like it to go to Darkest Hour just because of how much I like that movie. But I think if any other one has a chance of stealing, it's going to be Victoria and Abdul. Yeah, when you when you only have three nominations, you know it was a slim year. Um, well, so I think, I think that because that only had three nominations last year as well. Was it, was, it? It was Suicide Squad, Star Trek, and maybe you only get three. I think that, that one, one only typically does three because okay. it's it's a smaller yeah uh, smaller category. There's not as many. Usually, there's like the same four or five people working on all the movies. Yeah, that's true. So. Um, and so you have two of those three are also in costume design. Darkest Hour, Victoria and Abdul are also in costume design. But it also throws in Beauty and the Beast, Phantom Threat, and The Shape of Water. Um, you know, the first thing that jumps out to me is, you know, Beauty and the Beast is going to be one that's going to get a lot of attention. But I think that it got the nod just because it's Disney. It's Disney. It's Beauty and the Beast. The costume designs were, I mean, they were fine. Yeah. I... I didn't like that movie as much as everyone else did. I actually had quite a few problems with Beauty and the Beast, but that's for another show. Um, I don't don't know if you can really get a whole lot of attention when you're ideally... I mean, yeah, you do costume design for every single person that's in there, but the majority of the movie is is CGI. A lot of those characters, until the very end... RCGI. So it's, it's a lot of CGI. I I thought most of the costumes looked very Halloweeny. Mm-hmm. I thought they looked very costumey. Yeah. Um, and again, I know it's a Disney fantasy pick. It's not going to look as realistic as I want. That's that's neither here nor there. But you know, it's just to me the costumes look like something on par with like Once Upon a Time, kind of low budget. Yeah. I did. Um, I did like their subtle twist to Belle's dress. It wasn't the exact same thing, but it was yeah. pretty close. Um, it was. It was pretty. Know, I it, mean, the 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 movie Beauty and the Beast visually was uh, was beautiful. I'm I, surprised it didn't get a visual effects. I am too. Not um, that I think it would have won over what is what else got, yeah. but I'm just surprised it didn't get a nomination. I'm I'm surprised that's not I'm surprised Kong Skull Island is in there and not Beauty and the Beast, yeah. but again with with Beauty and the Beast, so much of that is le- it's it's less visual effects and more design. Yeah. That's um, true. So I'm not sure how they qualify costume design again cuz like you said most of the film is CGI. But um, as far as so, I think that one's got a pretty good shot. But again, uh, not to discount it, and again, haven't seen it. But just from what I've seen, I think Victoria and Abdul. 
might have a shot at this one too. Yeah, you know, and th- that's one of them that I need to see. I know it's actually a lot of the theaters are doing a rerun of a lot of the movies yes. that have been out. Victoria Abdul, I think, is one of those that is getting a little bit of attention just because it's been it's in a handful of, of categories. Um, so that one, and it may be coming out on DVD or be already out. So that's one I do need to check out too. Yeah. Um, from the ones that I've seen there, uh, Shape of Water to me, I think, is mm. my. Uh, my bet just because I remember when I was watching it uh, there was not a single costume that felt out of place it no. fit and the oh, no. the way in which you know and this may not be necessarily the costume but working hand in hand with the lighting design um, it made a lot of sense every every single costume it's a dark and dreary you know it's raining half the movie that the tone of the entire movie is very dark so to be able to put people in dark colors and not have them get washed into the scenes mm-hmm. difficult to do yeah. So I don't know. I think that Shape of Water is going to run away with a lot this year. Um, Which, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's going to deserves everyone. It's going to win. Yeah, but I think but it's going to get a lot. That was a damn good movie. Though. It was. I, yeah. Um, but yeah. So I don't think. And again, as far as snubs go, I don't think anything really got snubbed here. No, I don't think so. Um, this is one of the ones where I think maybe I know kind of the kind of the and we'll, we'll touch more on this later. But I know right now, kind of the big controversy is like. Wonder Woman completely not completely gone, completely vacant. Mm-hmm. This is one of the ones. I mean, for being essentially a World War One period piece, I would have liked to have seen them tossed in here. Um, well, I mean, Darkest Hour got a nod, and I mean, it's not too far. World I mean, War Two. You're looking years at later. yeah. I think that <laughs> I don't know. It's well, Phantom Thread. I mean, that that takes place in the. Is that Roaring Twenties? I want to say that's Twenties or Thirties. Yeah, I mean, we're is, all in the same spot. Yeah, you know, and the frustrating thing is, is you look at the costume design, and both Beauty and the Beast and Darkest Hour are the same person. Um, good for her, yeah. but uh, <laughs> there's got to be some other person out there that did some good work. That at least you know, because she can't win for both. You know, if she's going to win for one of them, they already know what's going to happen. So. Um, yeah. They should at least give a nomination somewhere else. So that's a little frustrating. I'd agree there. Yeah. That could have been an easy slip in for uh, for Wonder Woman, but not this time. Nope. Uh, moving on up, we are in the song categories. Oh, um, let's let's knock out the original song first because okay. um, I actually had only heard of two of these songs before recording. Okay. I went back and listened to the other three. I didn't need to. They were okay, but my favorites were still the two i had heard um remember me from coco hit a really you know the the episode back with my dad from a a couple months ago uh if you guys are want to go back and listen to that one a lot of really interesting uh, family ties to coco so i think that one maybe personally just hit with me but as far as a personality wise this is me from greatest showman just has a punch for any person who's done theater you're just like all right this is my anthem it's a great song and uh you know the the song was written really really well and sung even more phenomenally um so I, my vote goes to this is me but we'll see we'll definitely have to wait and see i think those are the only two it's going to come down to i think they picked uh, the greatest showman uh i liked i'm a musical theater kid so i liked it more than most people did i think and yeah, musicals are always kind of hit or miss um the other songs are fine Nothing wrong with them, but I think they were nominated for the sake of filling nomination slots. Because Remember Me from Coco, I think, is going to walk away with this easily. I think it will. Um, Coco, to me, was, again, just another example of 
how great Disney can do with their animated features when they're not remaking their own stuff. Yeah. Um, well, and that was one of them that people, even weeks after it came out, didn't even know what the movie was. I After I reviewed it, everybody was asking me, wait, Coco's what? Mm-hmm. You went and saw what? And I'm like, no, go see this movie. It's phenomenal. Well, then there was the whole thing. Everybody was comparing it to... Uh, was it Book of the Dead? Oh, you know, that yeah. Other one, the, which is, yeah. again. Book of Life, I think. Book of Life. Yeah. yeah. Book of Life. Book of the Dead's from The Mummy. Uh, Book of <laughs> Life. Good. Great movie. S- same kind. Of, it's still talking about the same, you know, cultural thing, you know, mm-hmm. with the Day of the Dead. But it's a totally different movie in yeah. and of itself. Um, but, I, you know, I think, yeah, I think it's going to come down to uh, Coco and The Greatest Showman. Um, this is me is the one that's in every trailer for the greatest showman. Everyone, it rings through with everyone. It's 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 a great it is a it's a great anthem. It's a great theme for the movie. But I I do think with the love that Coco has been getting, um, I think that's that's just I can't see anything other than Coco. Yeah, I'm just excited to watch the the Oscars and see Kiala Little. Uh, singing it because she's going to be there because all of the best uh, original oh. songs actually sing it that night. Oh yeah, that's... so we'll get to see her and Cause every... they, they did that with yeah because the last year they had and I can't remember the girl's name who was the voice of Moana. Yeah, she sang it. Uh, she sang um, uh, Lord. I just rewatched Moana the other day. Whatever that one was. And, and then uh, yeah, Timberlake who came and singing the song from Trolls and yeah. So they have they have everybody <laughs> sing it. So when she comes out singing it, it's gonna bring the house down. I think so. Too. She's she's phenomenal. Um, all right. So the score to me is where it gets a little interesting. I think it's a two man race. Okay. Um, although I think that the Shape of Water again was really well done. Um, Hans Zimmer and John Williams. I mean, lords of music. <laughs> Uh, Dunkirk and, and Star Wars. I did not realize that John Williams has over 50 nominations. I, I looked dude. it up. 50. I think this is number 51, I believe. Well, he, he does a concert every year out in California where he plays all the scores from movies he's scored for. That's and so th- cool. There's movies he has scored for, like like Home Alone. Mm-hmm. He did the score. A lot of people were like, the guy who did Star Wars did Home Alone? Yeah. Yeah, he did. He's done everything. He has, and his, so his hand is in every major theme song that you really know from movies. And uh, putting him and Hans Zimmer like in the same nomination together, anybody, the other three are probably just like, do we even want to go? Like, yeah. I mean, if, it, if it goes to one of those three, I would be shocked. Not again. Not that they were bad. No, but, I mean, it, it, Hans Zimmer. I've never heard a bad score from Hans Zimmer ever. Uh, John Williams, I've never heard a bad score. I do think the score to the la- to the Force Awakens was, eh. Yeah. But the music for the Last Jedi was just it was such a huge step forward, um, and just yeah, I don't know what else you can say. It's it's going to come down to those two. Yeah, uh, honestly, if it if it goes to Shape of Water, that wouldn't surprise me if they're trying to do something like we said different. But um, I don't even remember music in Three Billboards, so either that means that out. either that means nothing stood out because it wasn't that good, or it means that it was so well done that it fit every scene and every moment perfectly that it just melded together. Could be. I don't know. I have to go see it again, I guess. I I'd, saw it once. Liked it. Liked, yeah, I loved liked it. Liked the movie. It was great. Um, you know, Phantom Thread, I, I can't really say anything about the score for that one. It just, it, it, it was a score. 
it felt kind of generic to me. But, yeah, I have not um, seen it yet, so that's I can't speak on that one yet. Yeah, but I, I think I don't think it'll come as any shock if it comes down to Hans Zimmer or John Williams for either one of them. I don't think anybody will be surprised at all. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go Williams in this one just because I think that you know you, I'll, I'll the tie can go to home field. I mean, it's always going to be his home field um, in yeah. every situation. So I'll, I'll give it to to Williams. But again, Zimmer wouldn't surprise me. No. Um, We've got some production uh, ones here that I didn't really get a whole lot of, of looking to. Um, but in the podcast world, I think it would be doing us a disservice to not at least look at sound mixing. <laughs> um, you know, production design and uh, sound editing, um, you know, those are those are there. But I think sound, well, sound editing and sound mixing, um, both of them. Anything stand out to you there? I mean, again, I, I'll say it once. I'll say I've said it again. Blade Runner 2049 was the best film of 2017. Um, I saw that four times within the course of a month before I got my movie pass. Uh, I was just like, well, I got no, I'm podcast are done for the day. Uh, I got five hours till work. I go see, theaters right around the corner from my office. I'm gonna go see Blade Runner again. Um, that's funny. And so I think that, I think that's a great one, but man, baby driver, baby driver, the way they utilized sound and music in, um, in, in baby driver was just something to behold but uh again uh star wars the last jedi if we're looking at mixing again uh the light speed scene yeah i mean it's it's hard to say sound give a sound mixing award for a scene that's totally devoid of sound yeah but oh man i just remember seeing the the images online about people who thought that there was something wrong oh yeah <laughs> Because they're like, oh, did the sound go out? There's nothing. There's this huge explosion that should be oh, happening. Oh, yeah. I um, forgot about no, that. I mean, that's whenever somebody does something so different that it makes you question, you know, the the technique in itself, that's pretty groundbreaking. Um, yeah. I loved it, you know, and I think that, you know, it, it could go to either of those. Um, you know, it's, it's really funny to see that both sound editing and sound mixing are the exact same yeah. five movies. Yeah, I saw that too. So, you know, the overall sound experience for all five of these, you got Baby Driver, Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, Shape of Water, and Star Wars Last Jedi. Um, it's a toss-up. I think that yeah. I'm surprised Shape of Water got it. Um, That's the one that has me scratching my head for both of them. Um, again, when I look at everything from last year. That, that's the one I'm just like, I mean, nothing, again, nothing stood out to me as far as the audio work on, mm -hmm. on that movie. Other than just it was a well done movie, um, so but then again, I'm also not sure what else I would put in there. I think as far as editing goes, I think it's going to go to Baby Driver. Okay, the way that the music was edited in and out of that movie, you know, he's putting the the the, the, the pods in his ears yeah. and. But again, pick one, throw throw a dart at the wall, whichever one you land on. Um, not only everybody's going to be disappointed. Yeah, I mean, Shape of Water to me, the only reason why I think it gets some attention is the amount that water makes a lot of odd, odd sounds. And mm -hmm. to make sure that it's only making the sounds you want it to when it is, maybe that perhaps is why it's getting a nod. Um, but yeah, I mean, Baby Driver with the, the use of the music is going to be pretty cool. Um, outside of that, I think that you could, between Blade Runner, Dunkirk, and Star Wars, all three of them, did a really good job and I don't know sound enough to know if anybody is it, it kind of do an award this year. Um, mm -hmm. so outside of that, I think you really have, like you said, the dart would, 
would really yeah. do it for us. There's no bad pick. Obviously, I want Blade Runner to win everything, but, I mean, <laughs> that's just me. All right. Um, if I skip anything, let me know. I'm going to jump up uh, to the screenplays. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, unless we want to look at cinematography. Well, no, that, that was screen writing was actually the one I was kind of wanting to talk about, okay. uh, too. So, All which right. one well, we going to first? Let's look at uh, let's look at original. Okay. So, original screenplay, you've got Big Sick, uh, Get Out, Lady Bird, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, what's your... First off, who, who do you think is going to win out of those? Who do I think is going to yes. win? I think it's going to be Jordan Peele for Get Out. Okay. That's what and I who think. Who do you want to, to win? I'd like to see the big sick get some love. I yeah, I think it it's... I thought that was a tragically underrated movie last year. Um and I I'd like to see that one get a little bit of love. Um but you also can't discredit what Jordan Peele did with Get Out. Um mm-hmm. everything else I mean Lady Bird, wonderfully Greta Gerwig knocked it out of the park with Lady Bird all around. Guillermo del Toro can, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, can do no wrong. Yeah. Um, Martin McDonough, I'm not as as familiar with. Maybe I am, don't realize it. Again, I like Three Billboards just fine. Could use a short title. That's just me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I'm one. filling out the sheets for the Oscar office pool, and I keep having to retype Three <laughs> Billboards. Uh, you know what? Three Billboards dot dot dot. Yeah. They'll know what I'm talking about. I've just gotten to a point where I've just called Three Billboards, <laughs> and people know what I'm talking about. Everybody, yeah, everyone's yeah. on board. Um, but uh, I, I think those are the two it's going to come down to, just as far as what I want to see and what I think is going to get it. I think Get Out is nominated for almost every award, and if it walked away empty-handed, I would be shocked. And yeah, well, and that's this is one of the ones that usually wherever original screenplay goes, you know that person's not getting director. Um, you Very yeah. rarely do they double those up. That's, that's um, yeah, I've... I can count probably on one hand how many times I've seen that happen. Yeah, and I think that, you know, we'll, we'll get to director later, but I don't think – I want Peel to win because I think it would be amazing just for, for movies to see a movie like that get so much more attention. Um, but I agree. I think that, um, you know, I don't think that they're, they're going to give a first-time director – um, who usually does stand-up comedy and yeah. improv and skit comedy? <laughs> the, the whole time uh, the, I the watched best director Get Out, I just kept telling myself, "This is the guy that created Luther." Yeah, this is the guy that created Luther, the anger translator. Yeah, uh, yeah um, I I just can't see him cleaning out the way I think people are expecting him to. Yeah, a lot of people are rightfully so still riding the Get Out hype train. I mean, it did so much for when when it came out, and now still, it's it is groundbreaking. Yeah, you know, it did things that you that especially that for the time period that it came out in, it it was a very hot button issue and done very well. And know? talk about a win for Blumhouse. Mm-hmm. Like for Blumhouse to, to take a shot on a comedy direct on a comedy writer and actor and director doing a suspense thriller that was also topical. Um, was a huge gamble. That was a movie that you knew was either going to be amazing or garbage. Yeah. And thankfully, it wasn't garbage. So, well, I mean, so satiric. You don't expect satire-style movies to get as much attention as they do. They usually, you know, to, to combine horror and comedy is not easy to do mm-hmm. without it coming off as something like Scary Movie. Um, right, yeah. So to be able to, to toe the line so well and almost push it closer to the horror genre. Um, I think he did a great job. I just, mm-hmm. I think that you, he's got a better chance here in original screenplay than he does in director. So, 
Um, yeah, but uh, again, maybe this is the year that the Oscars do surprise some people. Yeah, I don't know, but it, we'll see. All right, um, let's go to adapted screenplay. Uh, we've got <laughs> Call Me By Your Name, The Disaster Artist, Logan, Molly's Game, and Mudbound. Um, for me, I think this is uh, there's there's one movie here to me that that has this. Well, I mean, you don't have to say it's just to me. The nominations across the board do not give the same love to these five movies as they did to the original screenplays. Um, mm. What are your thoughts on this? Though I have I have a lot of thoughts on adapted screenplay. Um, I am a little perturbed that this is the only nomination for Logan. It was I the best superhero movie I've seen. I I, I would be hard pressed to disagree. Um, uh, the fact that this is the only nomination for Logan mm-hmm. across the board, and I even have problems with it being considered the adapted screenplay. Adapted for you know I mean oh well, I could say adapted from what but old man Logan is the only information and it doesn't really follow that story and that's line. my big thing is if, if you go on on the website it talks about like adapted from old man Logan written by mm-hmm. if anybody who says this movie is adapted from old man Logan never read old man exactly Logan. and it's nothing to do with old man Logan other than the fact that Logan's an old man in the desert <laughs> um, n- nothing to do with it whatsoever um, I'm I'm glad it got some kind of recognition I still think it deserved more. Um, the disaster artist being an adapted screenplay as well. I kind of get it because it is based on a true story. Yeah. Well, and it's based, I mean, Franco said in all of his interviews that they based their, the screenplay for this came from the book, the disaster artist. Okay. Um, so I think that would be the adaptation, not necessarily just the true life story, which is fine. And in that, in that, in that case, you know, that's fine. I think, I think the f- people are going to have uh, some issues with, uh, this movie, if it wins, just with everything going on right now, and I don't think it will. I don't think it will. I mean, I will say they probably might not because Franco wouldn't be the one winning for it. It would yeah. be the other guys. That's true. But um, when I look at what's on here, I I pray to God, call me by your name doesn't win. I think it will. I mean, it's I'm with you. Gonna. I'm with you. I want Logan to take this because it was so well done, and and for all of the, I mean. 2017 was a very high year for for comic book movies. Oh, Some phenomenal man. movies. And even if you want to point out some of the holes with some of them as we have on on this podcast, like, the, it was really well done. The worst one to come out last year wasn't even bad. It was just a mixed bag, and that was Justice yeah. League. Yeah. Like, Justice League was the worst one to come out last year. I freaking love Justice League, and, and, and people are just kind of mixed on it. Yeah. If that's as bad as we're going to do in a year of superhero films where we had the first female-led superhero film in a long time. Yeah. It is not, it is not the first one of all time. I'm tired of people saying that. Yeah. But the, it's the, the, the first, first ones were just bad. First one done, though, first uh, female superhero by a female director, though. It's all, it is. It's also the first Wonder Woman film. Yeah. Um, and we had Spider-Man Homecoming, which was just something special. You know, for me, you know, while we're talking about that one, I that's the first Spider-Man movie outside or since, and um, I think for a long time we're gonna get we're not gonna get this, but that I cared almost more about the villain than I did Spider-Man. Oh man, uh, I loved Keaton's Vulture. Oh, um, they... the, Spider-Man Two is the only other one for me with um, oh, Doc Ock. With yeah, well, Alfred Molina's oh. Doctor Octopus was just your both heart well done. breaks. Yeah, your heart breaks for him. This was I loved Homecoming, and I was late to the game on Homecoming. It came out just when I had a lot of crap going on and missed it. Um, you know, you had Thor, you had Guardians again, Justice League. 
It was, and then Logan. And Logan Logan was a surprise because we didn't get the first trailer for that till December of 2016. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, by the way, the movie comes out in three months. Yeah. And it dropped in March. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'll say what I about Logan, what I said about Captain America Winter Soldier. Take away all the comic book elements, mm-hmm. and it would have been nominated across the board. Yeah. It's a it's a western. It is not a superhero movie. It's a classic western set in a more modern timeline. And that's what that's, that's what I said about Hell or High Water last year. Mm-hmm. I thought Hell or High Water was the best movie of 20 uh, 2016. Yeah. Um and to me to me Logan is Hell or High Water um with comic book characters. Yeah. It's it's I can a, see that. it's west it's it's said it's a western. It's kind of a little dystopian, a little bit not um uh, Daphne Keene as as Laura as X twenty three in that movie, she's awesome. Was was worth the price of admission by herself, um, as being the the you know proverbial swan song of 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 Hugh Jackman and uh, Patrick Stewart. Proverbial being a very strong um, yeah. word there. Now that they're bought out by Disney, yeah, I still don't know what's going well, on with that. I, if they <laughs> sidetracking a little bit here, but if they do do if they end up doing an Avengers versus X Men storyline. Jackman's got to be part of it. He's got to be a part of it. I mean, depending he, on when it comes he out. He himself said like the only way he would come back would be if you know, the MCU took a hold of took yeah. a hold of it. And now they do. So, so we'll see. That was because I, I think that's because Kevin Feige saw Logan and was like, I don't want him to go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh I will say like Molly's game, I was surprised at how much I liked that movie. I haven't seen it. I've heard a lot of good things. The trailer looked really interesting. The, I saw the trailer was like, this is going to be like a throwaway, you know, just like the story of Heidi Fleiss kind of thing. Like, yeah. J- you know, the Jamie Linda Scala did back in the early 2000s. I was thoroughly impressed with, with how good it was. Mudbound, I still haven't seen. Haven't either. I don't think it's played anywhere around I'm here. Around right? here, no. We've, so. we've been kind of shorthanded as far as some of these smaller movies have been. Uh, in the last year, but um, if it doesn't go to Logan, I'm I'm gonna be very sad. I think it's probably gonna go to Call Me by Your Name, and I really didn't like that movie. I need to see that. At all. There's there's three on my list, and that one's that one's on there just because with the amount of attention that it has gotten, yeah. um, I think it, it. I just need to see it so then that way, if it does win, I can complain. I have a reason to. Yeah, um, but I, I I'm I'm Army Hammer's one of my favorite never been in any other movie kind of actors. Oh, I know. I've heard some really awesome things about him in this. So I want to check it out. I'm with you there. I think yeah. that I want Logan to win. Um, I really, really hope it does. I wouldn't even be disappointed if Disaster Artist won just because I think that no. it, it was a great movie and it's kind of fallen on a little bit of hard times because of some of the circumstances surrounding Franco right now. But based on it, where everything else fits, I think Call Me By Your Name is going to get it. Yeah. Um, I'm just... I'm over. I'm. I'm really, really over the coming of age romantic drama films of the last ten years. Yeah. After you know, uh, Fault in Our Stars, Perks of Being a Wallflower, and all those. I'm over them. Yeah. I've, I've been over them for a long time, and I'd like to see those. At least if you're gonna make them, make them good. And I'm tired of them being just lazy. And it's just, yeah, it's probably going to win. Uh, I have to just kind of accept that. So, Well, we'll see. 
Um, this is a good time, I think, before we get into some of the bigger categories, because I'm pretty sure those will have a lot more discussion uh, than some of our production ones. So let's take a little break here. Uh, go ahead and fill up your popcorn, grab a refill on that Pepsi, and let's all go to the lobby, see what's coming up soon from Eventide. You know, there's nothing quite as satisfying as a good conversation with intelligent company. Join comedian Don Smith every week as he sits down and talks with comedians, actors, filmmakers, writers, and everyday schmoes. It's The Life with Don Smith, Wednesdays at noon on 106.9 FM, and now available on the Eventide Entertainment Podcast feed every Friday on Spreaker, YouTube, and iTunes. The weekend is over. Monday is here. But that doesn't have to be the end of your fun. Every week, Ellison Smith brings you a new episode of Saltwater Gaming, breaking down video games of all different genres, consoles, platforms, and eras. Get it all every Monday on Saltwater Gaming, brought to you by Eventide Entertainment. All right, so welcome back. Thanks for sticking around for the second half of the drive-in this week. Glad you stuck around because now we're going to get into the good stuff. Uh, starting out with animated, uh, best animated feature film. Um, I I think this is a very, very short conversation. Um, I'm still blown away. I enjoyed Boss Baby. Is it an Oscar-worthy movie? Not a chance in hell. Here, here, Here's how animated feature film what happened this year. Coco? And then all the other animated movies that came out last year were passable at best. Yeah, Boss Baby was fine. It was it was it was a dumb comedy with Alec Baldwin as a baby in a suit. Yeah, I love the the concept of it of how yeah. millennials are more interested in dogs than babies. Like that's an actual issue. I thought it was clever as hell. Yeah, but an Oscar nominated, Oscar worthy. To say it was, it, I mean, I don't know. I would say you I got, don't know if it was just because there really wasn't anything this year. Cars, Cars three. three, yeah, Cars three. That was that it. would be the, the only other one. I had the same conversation with my friend Karina. I said she was so mad. She was like, that you know, she loves Coco, and she's like, you know, obviously that's going to win. There's there's no doubt in my mm-hmm. mind. Coco was take everything you loved about Moana and make it Hispanic. It's Coco. Yeah. Um, Ferdinand, cute, cute movie, great for kids. Again, whatever. Does it deserve an Oscar? Breadwinner. All right. Uh, loving Vincent. All right, boss baby. All right, but again, like if you look at what else was nominated, what else came out last yeah. year, there wasn't much. The Emoji Movie. That that's then that's in, not going to be anywhere near the Oscars. Well, didn't that win the what are the, what are the worst movies? Oh, the Razzies. Yeah, I think it won. I got or, nominated across the yeah. board. That and Mother, which made me so happy. <laughs> Hated that movie. Um, well, you know, and I hadn't heard anything about Breadwinner or Loving Vincent. It didn't. That didn't get a lot, a lot of a national attention. So when I looked it up, I, yeah, Breadwinner. Um, you know, story of a. Um, Middle Eastern girl looked interesting. Loving Vincent to me, though, I think could get, could be a dark horse simply because of what it was. The yeah. very first oil painted uh, animated film ever. That was pretty. That yeah it looked was cool. Very pretty. I but saw I both know. of them in the last couple of weeks when the nom when the noms came out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I haven't seen these two. Uh, I checked them out. They're good films. I mean, n- nothing on this list is bad. It's just you have. Coco and everything else. Yeah. Coco was was 10 steps ahead of everything else. Everything else was nominated because those were the four other 
best animated films of last year. And that's not really a testament to how good the films are. It's a testament to just kind of what we got as far as animated films in 2017. Yeah. Um, so uh, we yeah. both agree. If Coco yeah. doesn't win, there will be probably rioting in the streets. Oh, yeah. Just because oh, I don't know how, where else you can go. Well, we, you know, we didn't get spoiled this past year like we did previously where we had Moana, Kubo and the Two Kubo. Strings. Oh, Zootopia. still think that one should have won. Um, Kubo, Kubo got robbed. I like Zootopia. Um, Kubo got robbed completely. All right. So let's move into the supporting category, supporting actress, supporting actress. Um, let's look at the actress first, just because that's the first one on the list. <laughs> um, you got Mary J. Blige and Mudbound. Haven't seen it, so I can't say much on it. Um, uh, Allison Janney and I, Tanya, which I'm going to see this week, but from the trailers alone, the clips I've seen, uh, she looks phenomenal. People are this. raving about She's a, she's from Dayton. She isn't is. She, she yeah. went to the school that I teach at. So oh, cool. um, hopefully she can win and then come back and celebrate with us. Um, Leslie Manville, Phantom Thread, Laurie Metcalf, Lady Bird, and Octavia Spencer, Shape of Water. Um, I, of those, I've only seen one. So Octavia Spencer would technically be who I select. Mm -hmm. She won recently, so she's tossed out um, in, as far as how usually the Oscars go. Um, and Mary J. Blige is kind of a newcomer. So I think it comes down to yeah. the middle three. Everything I've heard is that Leslie Manville shouldn't have gotten a nomination. They were really? just very surprised. <laughs> wow. They okay. were like, it was it was good, but they're very surprised. A lot of um, lists say that her, her nomination was a very strong surprise to them. Mm -hmm. um, everything I've heard says that it's between Janie and Metcalf. Um, but you've seen both I, Tanya, or not. I haven't seen, seen I, Tanya, I, Tanya yet. You have seen Lady Bird. I have seen Lady Bird. Um, what are your thoughts? Laurie Metcalf is to die for in that movie. From what I've heard of I, Tanya, I think it's because I, Tanya is making waves right now. Mm -hmm. People are losing their minds for that movie. I think it's going to go to Allison Janey. And as somebody who lives in Dayton, it, it just would be kind of cool. There you go. But, um, yeah, uh, Phantom Thread, I still have mixed feelings on. Um, Leslie Manville was was fine. I mean, she was okay. But you know, I know it's it's rare for supporting actor actress to get to win, you know, twice in a row, but Octavia Spencer, she was great. Was so good and she, and, and and what was the one from last year that she won for? Um she won um she won no, did she win for the help? No, it wasn't, wasn't last. No, last year was the 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 ladies working at NASA. Oh, Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures. She um was I mean she didn't win that one she was nominated, she was for, nominated that one. for that one because Viola Davis that's another story Viola Davis should have been nominated for lead actress not supporting actress yeah. um but uh what did I forget what Octavia Spencer did win for but um I think it comes down to her and Laurie Metcalf having not seen Al uh, I Tanya mm -hmm. I really can't comment on Allison Janey so all of the four that because I haven't seen Mudbound either so of the three that I have seen I think it comes down to the two of them, but everyone is saying it's probably going to be Allison Janey because of what she does in I, Tanya. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, well, hard, it's hard to say. That'll be one that I think in the Dayton area we're supposed to be getting I, Tanya this week, so hopefully can go out and do that. And, Finally. And check that one off the list before uh, early March. Um, you know, the one thing that I would say with Spencer is that she played two roles in this movie. You know, every mm. scene that she was in uh, with Sally Hawkins, she was playing the voice of two people. Um, and it was just well done. I don't think, you know, she hasn't been in a movie that is supposed to be taken seriously that I didn't think she did a phenomenal job. You know, I think yeah. that, so I wouldn't be surprised if she won with that, but since she has already gotten so much love, 
Um, I think the, you know, the awards are going to go elsewhere, but I wouldn't be disappointed if it went to her. Um, then again, I have a few more movies to see before the beginning of March. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to be kind of to be continued on that one. As far as I'm concerned, Mm -hmm. um, looking at the supporting actor, this one's a mess. Um, because there's there's some amazing stuff, some some confusion a little bit. Yeah. Um, you got Willem Dafoe in the Florida Project, which I had never even heard of until the the uh, nominations came out, but have heard Small, nothing but amazing underrated things. movie that did not get near enough love at all. It's an amazing film. So Willem Dafoe there. Um, you've got two nominations from three billboards: Woody Harrelson and Sam Rockwell. The Woody Harrelson one surprises me. Sam Rockwell does not. I think yeah. Rockwell was phenomenal in it. Um, Woody Harrelson's character is just... He's, he's there. He's he not just, there very... It, 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 he's not as featured. He's just not... Yeah. He was and just there to be Woody Harrelson so we could say, hey, look, Woody Harrelson's on yeah. screen. And it really didn't feel like it was much acting. I'm sure it was, but it felt like he was just kind of being himself with the script. Yeah. I don't know. And then you got... Richard Jenkins for Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World. Plummer shouldn't have gotten it, I think, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion. I think he got it simply because he stepped in um, and and took yeah, over. Yeah, that, that one's hard to... Because that, that was supposed to be... Um, um, I can't remember now. Anyway, uh, but yeah, that just kind of... I don't know. I, I all the money in the world is just a weird one to see on here, especially with Christopher Plummer, oh, um, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah the, the name was was on tip of my tongue. Wow, can't believe I forgot. Yeah, that's right. That was that whole thing. Yeah. Um. Oh, he stepped in like in two weeks. Yeah, they just basically had to CGI him into the movie. They had to. Uh, they had to Henry Cavill mustache him yeah. into the movie. Um, I think it goes to because again, Florida Project is a movie that not. A lot. It was kind of like the nice guys when that one came out with okay. Russell Crowe. Nobody went to go see it. Didn't get a lot of promotion or a lot of love. Very good film. Willem Dafoe is. I mean, Willem Dafoe's good in everything. Yeah. Um, I think it comes down to him and Sam Rockwell. Yeah, I I, really I just hope it goes to Rockwell. Um, a few years ago. Well, this is probably getting a lot more than a few at this time. But did you ever see Moon? Oh yeah. I think he should. He didn't even get a nomination for Moon. No, and no, to nothing. me, Moon was one of the the best movies of the year it came out, just because of him. Um, he deserves one. He has kind of trudged through so much through so many years that I think that now he finally has a, a an opportunity. Plumbers doesn't need it. Um, I don't know why he's there? I really don't. Har- Harrelson doesn't need it. Um, he won't get it. If, if Woody Harrelson wins over Rockwell, if it was just those two, it wouldn't go to Harrelson. Um, and Jenkins was okay. Jenkins was a fun character. Yeah. He did a good job with his character. Again, when you look at the movies that came out last year, these are the ones you picked for supporting actor. Uh, I, again, not to, not to over toot the horn, but Patrick Stewart and, and Logan y'all. I mean, yeah, He's got uh, Stephen Merchant in, in Logan for as little as he was in the movie. I mean, if you're going to go for small roles like Woody Harrelson, throw Stephen Merchant in there. I mean, there were, you know, maybe not Chris Pine. Uh, I thought he kind of phoned in Wonder Woman a little bit. But, yeah, um, it wasn't anything special. But uh, but some of the, there were there were so many just, you know, uh, Michael Rooker, Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. a supporting role. That that I, I have watched Guardians Volume 2 st- – I saw it twice in theaters, and I've seen it probably four or five times since the Blu-ray hit, and I cry at the end every time. 
that whole thing with him and Peter Quill at the end, mm-hmm. um, especially with, you know, things going on in recent months for me. Yeah. Just uh, every time. So this actor supporting role this year just feels kind of like a throwaway. Well, and I I'm haven't seen it yet, but from some of the scenes that I have seen, I know you're not a huge fan of Call Me By Your Name, but Army Hammer and both him and Michael Stuhlberg, um, they said there was the scene the, that Michael Stuhlberg's talking, and it's like a it's a monologue, and that monologue alone should have won him a nomination at least. And people there was people just been raving about both of those guys in that movie. And Stuhlberg's been in a lot lately. He was in Shape of Water. He was in oh, yeah. Post. Um, he was, uh, yeah, we haven't even gotten, we to, haven't gotten to that yet. one yet. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just surprised that he's been in so many great movies, or at least was what the Academy says is a great movie. Yeah. Um, and he's not even getting a nomination. Um, so that's, that surprises me a little bit. Yeah. And I, I know, I know the voting process for, for the Oscars is, is, is beyond rigorous. Yeah. Um, but it's just, yeah, this year's actor in a supporting role just feels like a throwaway category. It really does. Um, um, which impressive. which may work into Rockwell's favor. Uh, I'm pulling for him. I really liked his his performance in Three Billboards. So we'll wait and see. Uh, moving on, let's look at see the lead actress. Uh, so lead actress Oof. is going to be a rough one this year. Um, I'm not really sure who to go with. There's there's a lot of, of talent here. Sally Hawkins, Shape of Water. She did probably more acting than anybody else, um, you know, because she mm-hmm. is a mute. Um, yeah. Frances McDormand, phenomenal job. Uh, Margot Robbie, um, I, again, haven't seen it yet, but people have said nothing but amazing things. Mm-hmm. Um, can't say about Lady Bird, and I don't, I'm not even sure how to pronounce her name. Is it Sorcy? I have no idea. But Sorcy Ronan. I apologize yeah. if I've just said her name wrong. Um, and then Meryl Streep. The, so once again, it's another year of try to beat Meryl. And she's not going to uh, win for the post. No, in I comparison don't think so. to the others, I, I the post was fine. Yeah. I, I, I've said that a lot today. I know, but like the post was a it was a movie. It, it was, was a movie that felt like it was made to try to win Oscars. Yeah, no, that the the post is one one. When people talk about Oscar bait, we're not just talking about any serious drama. Movies like the post, which are made for the sole intention of appealing to an Oscar crowd. Mm-hmm. Or Oscar bait, and that's all the post is. Is is you put Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks in a movie about something to do with politics, and then you give you give Spielberg the reins. Yeah, you're all you're doing at that point is just like, you know, holding a plate of cookies under the Oscar the under the Academy's nose is like smell it, smell it, come on, you know you want it. And in reality, I think they 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 caught on to that because. It did not get much love. I mean, yes, it is nominated no. for a Best Picture, but outside of that, the only other nomination, unless I've missed one, was or the ones that we've talked about at least today was Meryl. Yeah, um, there might have been something in cinematography, but um, but outside of that, yeah, it's it didn't get a whole lot of love. Spielberg did not get a nomination for director. Hanks didn't get a nomination. No. Um, That's really it. Just, yeah, and and that was because it, it had a it made some waves at at the Golden Globes. But I could I could give two squirts about the Golden Globes in all honesty. Yeah, they don't really say much. No, um, well, and people wonder. People try to lump all the awards together, and this is a little bit of a sidebar. But the difference between the Golden Globes and the Oscars is this: the Oscars is like twenty five hundred members of the Motion Picture Association of America vote going through a rigorous, rigorous voting process, like. The, the amount of voting that goes on and math that is involved in selection of nominees is ridiculous. The Golden Globes is like 30 members of the foreign film press picking their favorites. Yeah. Uh, the, if, to, to discredit them as much as I can, the Golden Globes are the same organization 
that gave The Martian best musical or comedy. It's neither musical oh, oh, nor which comedy. Which it is neither. Um, so that's kind of where I hold the Golden Globes in such low regard. But The Post got a lot of love at the Golden Globes. Um, and even, even as great of an actress as Meryl Streep is, it's rare for her to phone it in. She didn't even phone it in in Mamma Mia. Mm-mm. This was not Meryl Streep's best performance. No, I yeah. thought she did better last year in the... Um... Uh, Florence, was it Florence Foster oh, Jenkins? Yeah, love that movie. Um, that, Great movie. That was an awesome movie, and she didn't she didn't win that one. Nope. Um, so if she can't win last year, I'm I, I would think, be heartbroken if she won for the post. Considering she makes like you know a movie a year, gets nominated every year. I think people are kind of tired of her. Mm-hmm. Now it's it's okay. No, seriously, can we not have Meryl Streep win Best Actress every time she's nominated? Yeah. Um, well, every... she's been nominated. <laughs> I think it's in the twenties or thirties, isn't it? it? It's up yeah, there. Yeah, she gets nominated for just about every movie she. If she makes more than one movie a year, she'll be nominated for at least one of them. Yeah. If she only makes one, she'll be nominated yeah. for it. Um, everything I've heard this year again have not seen I Tanya. Everything I've heard this year says it's going to Margot Robbie. I would like it to go to uh, Ms. Ronan from Lady Bird. Personally, I think Frances McDormand still got it. I just watched Fargo again for whatever. Oh, she's just she's so perfect in that role of, oh. of kind of the the oh what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Would she? She she does really really well in the outsider role. Yeah, know, where where she doesn't really have anybody else to hold on to, and she, she just do her thing. She's the loner. She she's really the well. uh, she's the lone wolf of the film, and uh, she was great. Other than Meryl Streep. And again, I haven't seen I, Tanya. So of the three left that I've seen, all three are great picks. Sally Hawkins in The Shape of Water. Again, like you said, as a mute, doing probably some of the best acting, in, probably the best acting in the film. Yeah, she um, did a great job. But uh, Sayor, again, I, I can't say her first name, Ms. Ronan from Lady Bird. Lady Bird is a movie that did not get a lot of mainstream attention, mm-hmm. but I still think was, without a doubt, one of the best films of the year. And she, part of that was, a lot of that was because of her. Yeah, I think that you know that, that's one that I plan on trying to go see this week. So hopefully, um, have a little bit more of a full idea. Uh, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with McDormand just because between her and Hawkins and Streep of the three I have seen, uh, McDormand was was the best of those three. But Hawkins, man, mm. that was so well done. So um, again, I'd love to see Robbie win just because if she can survive. Suicide Squad and and still be able yeah. to a year later put this together, good on yeah. her. I, I I like Suicide Squad more than most people did. I, I know it wasn't great <laughs> visually. It looked cool. There was there was a lot of good. There was a lot of bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll definitely see. Um, this is kind of another one of those where you've got so much talent. Uh, it doesn't feel like anything is owed to anybody. And so, really, you could pick any of them, and they'd all deserve it. Streep would even deserve it, but um, I just wish that well, she was it would have gone somewhere else. She yeah. was fine, just it, whenever it's Meryl Streep. <laughs> all right, so moving on to lead actor. This is one that really, um, I, I feel like this is a very easy conversation, um, but there's one nomination here who I feel does not belong at all. Um, so your nominations are Timothy uh, Chalamet from Call Me By Your Name, Daniel Daniel Day-Lewis in what is supposed to be his final film um, in Phantom Thread, uh, Daniel uh, Kulau, Kuluya. Kuluya, thank you, and from Get Out, Gary Oldman from Darkest Hour, and Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel Esquire. Um, I don't know why Denzel's in this conversation. I have no one. idea. 
No one talked about the movie when it came out. No I, one's talked about it since. I but saw apparently, it and and I, I used I I give I allow myself one walk out per year. <laughs> I will walk out of one movie per year if I hate it, but I try not to make a habit of it. Yeah, I walked out of Roman J Israel. It I, just I it felt it. it it didn't feel like it was it anything was special, and it was, you know, it's one of those movies that. You know, I, I'm I'm never really against a movie being preachy because if you're gonna do something, if you're gonna pick a, a a media to be preachy in, movies are a way to do it. I didn't even find um, it preachy. I just found it odd. It started off as like, oh, he's this guy who's who's you know old school and trying to keep the old school going, and it doesn't work for the big corporate lawyers, and he's trying to be this role model, and then it's like, eh, so I'm gonna go get information from prisoners, and then use it to cash in on reward money. I just don't get okay, it. Okay, whatever. It it just it felt phoned in. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna give Streep a nomination, then Hanks deserved a nomination there. Man. I think Denzel was a last second throw in after the Franco disaster. And no pun there, but I think oh, that Franco think? I honestly feel that Franco was nominated and then the, the, the Academy said no. But then it makes the, it seem very the, weird when last year Casey Affleck won. Well, it's not even that the time the timing doesn't make sense to me because the voting had already ended prior to the Franco thing happening. You don't think they'd pull it even if I don't think the Oscars would do that again. The Casey Affleck thing from last That's year. That's true. But if you look at the Oscars, which are known for their uh, their posterity mm-hmm. um, and their honoring their own system, I don't think they would break that tradition. Um, yeah, because again, Casey Affleck. Yeah, um, I think that again the timing does. I, I understand why people want to think that, but if you look at when the voting closes, as opposed to when the stuff with uh, when the voting starts closes and the stuff with when, Franco when came out. hit, um, the timing just doesn't make sense to me. So it, regardless, Denzel Washington still shouldn't even be on this list. I think it comes down to two. I think it's either going to go to Gary Oldman or Daniel Kaluuya. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis, for his supposedly final film, not he's, his finest work. He's going to be a dark horse just because of who he is. But. Yeah, and I think Daniel Day-Lewis is one of the greatest actors to ever walk. Lincoln, to me, was a masterpiece, and mm-hmm. a lot of that was his. Timothy Chalamet, get that movie off this list, um, whatever. But I think well, it, I don't see how they can give him that attention and then not give it to, uh, to Hammer or Stuhlberg. Yeah. Because I thought Army Hammer was the best acting in that movie. Yeah, just that's confusing. Um, so, I, but I either way, with the waves that Get Out has been making, mm-hmm. the performance Daniel Kaluuya gave in, gave in Get Out was astonishing. Yeah, for a pretty much unknown actor. Yeah, at that point, I think was the only other thing I'd seen him in was an episode of Black Mirror. Yeah, he's gonna. I mean, he's gonna be in Black Panther. Um, yeah, yeah, which is cool. But Gary Oldman became Winston Churchill. I forgot I was watching yeah. a guy playing somebody else when I watched that movie. We were not watching Gary Oldman as Winston Churchill. We were watching Winston Churchill. Mm-hmm. This is Gary Oldman's takeaway, I think. But if it went to Daniel Kaluuya, I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset. I think it comes down to those two anyway, but I think Oldman has this one in the bag. Yeah, has, has Oldman won yet one before? For best actor, I don't think so. Because um, I, he just—he's one of those guys that you know. A lot of people don't realize if you like movies, you've seen him a lot, and you don't even yeah. realize it because he's such a good actor that he can change the way he acts. He's a lot like Day Lewis, where 
you know, he oh, just yeah. takes on so many different characteristics in order to portray a certain character. Um, a lot of people forget, you know, hey, he's Sirius Black. Um, he's the villain in uh, the, the Fifth Element. Everyone you know? forgets about the Fifth Element. Everybody, it's Everyone great. forgets him in the Fifth Element, and I thought that was some of his... He had so much fun making that movie. Um, as far as his... He's only ever been nominated for one other award, and that was for uh, Best Actor in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Oh, which I... I which he did not I could win. not finish that movie. Really? I watched it. I tried watching it three different times. Fell asleep the first time. Second time, had something going on. The third time, I just said, I can't do it. He, uh, well, and he, he couldn't he, do it. He, he won a couple of uh, BAFTAs. He did win the Best Actor for the Golden Globe for Darkest Hour. Okay. So he's he's got some. He also got nominated uh, for Best Voice Acting uh, in uh, Kung Fu Panda 2. But, um, <laughs> but uh, I think this is Oldman's year. Uh, I hope so. It's just. Dark, if you haven't seen Darkest Hour, good God, it's just, it was yeah. a movie that I was really afraid was going to be bad because a lot of those movies like that come out and they're just boring. And I was, I was enthralled from the moment the movie started. You know, and that's when everybody asked me when I saw it, just because there's not a whole lot of people I know that have gone out and seen it, but they have asked me how I felt it was. And I said, you know, I don't think it'll win Best Picture. Um, I, I loved the movie. I thought it was really well done, but I think I enjoyed it so much because of Oldman. Um, his performance to me was what I was so enthralled with his, you know, from the very first sentence he speaks, they set it up of, you're going to have to really listen because he mumbles mm -hmm. and they joke about it a lot. He, you know, we, we talk about the, this on the podcast a lot with people with accents who can you keep it the whole time? Does it feel believable? You don't know. You're not watching Churchill. Yeah. If you were to watch this movie, not knowing Oldman was in it. It would it would be you would not know it was Oldman. You would not have any idea that Gary Oldman portrayed this. And he's this not character. the first actor to portray Winston Churchill, but it's this is probably the first time I've gotten lost in 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 the actor's performance. Ordinarily, it's like, oh look, there's that guy playing Winston Churchill. Yeah. Oh look, there's that guy. But similar to the way Daniel Day Lewis played Abraham Lincoln, mm -hmm. uh, Gary Oldman became uh, uh, Winston Churchill. If he doesn't, I would be shocked if he didn't win. But I wouldn't be disappointed if it went to Daniel Kaluuya. But I still think I still think Oldman has his one tied. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, all right, so we got two more: best director and best picture. So let's look at directors first. Um, you got Christopher Nolan in Dunkirk, Jordan Peele in Get Out, Greta Gerwig in Lady Bird, Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread, and Guillermo del Toro for Shape of Water. Um, I'm I'm hoping that Peele wins it, but I as we said earlier, I think he's going to get his love for original screenplay. Um, with that being said, where do you think this one falls? Um, I, I, I actually do think it's going to go to Jordan Peele. Oh, good. I really, I hope it does. I, I, really, I really do. do. And I hope it does too. Um, but if, if we go with what, with, with the pattern where he'll get best screenplay, um, then beyond that, I think it either goes to Del Toro or Nolan. Yeah, I really do. I think, I thought Greta Gerwig did a great, great job with with ladybird i really do and uh you know with everything going on in hollywood right now it would be nice to see a woman walk away it really would it would um but del toro already won best director golden globe for shape of water mm -hmm. and i thought it was well deserved um i think this is very much gil toro del toro in his element but still playing playing around and, and still exploring but what what nolan did with dunkirk that was a movie that um, people were was it was heavily anticipated. Yeah, it was, um, and I I mean we'll get to that here in a little bit. I 
I'm not as high on Dunkirk as other people. Mm. I saw it and you know, I, I had some conversations that I'm probably in the minority when it comes to that because everyone just adored Dunkirk. They thought it was just so well done. I don't know if you know if you're gonna portray. Uh, I thought it was on par with most of what he's done. I don't think it. Yeah, was. for I don't him think it was. It I don't think it was anything like. I don't like. I wanted it to be like this life changing World War II movie about a story that no one's ever heard. Mm-hmm. I'm a World War II nut. Um, to me, it was just it was your average Christopher Nolan film. That being said, there were a lot of things he did with the story, the way there was no, there wasn't necessarily one particular main character or main plot thread it was kind of just the story the whole enveloping story was i thought actually kind of ballsy i liked well and i liked it but i didn't know i liked it until the end the splitting up of the the storylines of yeah and they portray it in the first like 10 minutes you see like it's a week before the day of and hours before or something Mm. like that and that was cool i didn't know what was going on and then once it all came together and you see you find out that this is this story is being told Mm. um in this way i did enjoy that um, I just, I don't know. It's, it doesn't come out as, it doesn't stand out mm-hmm. as something that would beat, uh, Del Toro. The only one on here that I'm, I'm scratching my head at is Paul Thomas Anderson. Again, I really didn't, I, I didn't, dis, I didn't have a problem with Phantom Thread. I just didn't love it. Yeah. For how much uh, attention that three, bo- three billboards got, uh, Martin McDonough was, I surprised that that one did not get it. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was a snub. Um, and I, if you would have swapped him and Anderson out, I think I would have been a little bit more um, satisfied. I agree. But yeah, I yeah. think it's going to go to Del Toro. I hope it's Peel. I really do. I, I would like it to go to either Peel or Gerwig because, again, I really did just love Lady Bird. But I think it's pretty much in terms of how much love the films got. Because, again, Lady Bird, great film. You don't hear a lot of people talking Mm-mm. about it. I no. think it's going to come down to Peel and Del Toro. Um, I just want to hear Peel's acceptance speech. I think that would be phenomenal. That would be great. And I I really just, just for my own personal BS, I really hope Luther the Anger Translator makes an appearance at the Oscars. Oh, that'd be nice. Just, well, you know, they, they, they had, had a lot of fun. With the movie. They had a lot of fun with it last year. I think that, did. Uh, that they, they didn't take themselves too seriously last year uh, with Jimmy Kimmel. And I hope <sighs> that they don't. Host. Well, the way he handled the La La Land and. Um, oh, the moonlight incident. The moonlight, yeah. yeah that was that. Uh, he did not have the poise immediately, but it he settled very quickly. What do you do? <laughs> and he handled it. And yeah. I, I I remember watching that and sitting it, there and just being shocked. At it's how like it Steve out. Harvey at Miss Universe. What do you do? Yeah. I mean, granted, it wasn't him that made the mistake. It was um, the it was the presenter who made the yeah. mistake. He held on to the old. He didn't. Uh, he gave the other one. He, he grabbed the wrong envelope yeah. or something like that, and 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 that was and on it him. Said, uh, was it? Uh, it said it said Emma Stone's Emma name. Stone, so he yeah. just assumed it was La La Land because he even looked at it. And he's like, "This is confusing." He's like, "No, look at." It. He was trying to fix it because he's like, "This doesn't sound yeah. right." She's like, "Stop talking to me." Like, yeah. No, no, you really so, probably should have paid attention to that. And one. and then there was the whole thing that Emma Emma Stone tried to start a bunch of crap afterwards. But anyway, but whatever. <laughs> it's it is what it is. Hosting wise, Kimmel made it fun. Yeah, he made it. He, so, so with that being said, I think Luther may make an appearance. I God, that would be sad if he didn't. Um, but yeah, I would love to see Peel win Best Director. It's probably going to go to Del Toro. Yeah, I think so. Um, and yeah, so we'll see. This this one, other than Paul Thomas Anderson, and maybe Nolan, I think it's a toss up really between the three. But it's probably going to be Peel or Del Toro. Excellent. 
Uh, all right, so we've come to the last, the final category, best picture. So many thoughts. Okay, so we've got we, you know, you, we've had a lot of categories that we've talked about today, and I'm assuming that a lot of people listening may know where we're going to go with some of these, um, you know, snubs and the overrateds and everything like that. Uh, but you know, let's get to it. So your best picture nominees are Call Me by Your Name, Dunkirk, uh, Darkest Hour, Get Out. Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Um, for me, I've seen all except for Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, and Call Me By Your Name, of which you've seen all three of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so between the two of us, we can kind of put together a pretty pretty complete picture here. Um, you know, I've got my thoughts. We'll, we'll see what you have to say, though. Um, First of all, why only nine movies? Yeah, I, they can go up to 11, <laughs> can't they? It's 10. I think they to go 10. up to 10. Okay. Why? You couldn't pick one. There's one movie, and maybe I'm blanking on when it came out, but uh, no love for Battle of the Sexes. Yeah, that one didn't get any attention on here. Um, got plenty of attention to the Golden Globes. Um, it's not on. I don't think it got a single uh, Oscar it, nomination. There's nothing on on here for for the Oscars for it. I I don't understand why. Uh, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Um, but like, yeah, you couldn't pick a tenth movie. You couldn't pick. Battle of the Sexes, The Florida Project, Logan, Blade Runner. Um, oh, man, what else came out this past year? Um, just There were so many movies you could have chosen. Well, I mean, you, you gave the big sick original screenplay. The big sick. I mean, that, there were movies that were on the best adapted or best original that did not make it to the best picture. Not even I, Tanya. Huh. I'm, sp- I'm surprised I, is not here. That one's nowhere on the screenplays or no. picture. Um, just... Couldn't have picked one more movie. It, to me, nine just seems like a weird place to stop. Yeah. To me, go five or go ten. If you're in the middle, then it's just like, why? Mm-hmm. Um, At least give them the respect of saying you are one of the best ten movies of the year. Yeah. Uh, just Even if you have to go by box office, I don't care. Just pick a tenth movie. And get, get Call Me By Your Name off this list. Just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Why is... Everyone, I understand film is subjective. Why does everybody like this movie so much? I don't, I don't understand. I don't know. I uh, gotta go see it. I gotta go see yeah, it. So. Just, uh, yeah, for me, the throwouts, um, as far as Phantom Thread, throwout Phantom Thread. <laughs> yeah, as far as far as the ones that I have seen, the I, I, I don't think Dunkirk is the one of the, the. I don't think it's the best. I think it was one of the best. I don't know if it was the best. Um, Darkest Hour again to me. I think that. Um, it's it's love and attention should come in the form of Gary Oldman winning. I don't know if it was the best picture, and I did not think The Post was even one of the best pictures no. to be nominated. Um, my two, it comes down to Shape of Water, or sorry, three, Get Out or Three Billboards. Um, yeah. I still haven't seen Lady Bird. I'm assuming from everything I've heard from you today as well as everything that I've heard from others, it'll probably make its way into my top three, four, mm-hmm. however many. Um I don't know. I'm I'm a little upset that as we talked about earlier, Wonder Woman didn't get any attention. This that could have been even a place for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me, it's a it's a toss up between Shape of Water and Three Billboards. Get Out could be a dark horse as it's been you know it's been a year and it's getting more attention again mm-hmm. as it's as we're ramping up for award season. Um, what are what are you thinking right now? I don't think Get Out gets Best Picture. I think the fact that it was nominated alone is is 
kind of hit me kind of with a blind side. Kind of like District 9. Yeah. Like, whoa, that movie's Seriously? a Best Picture and nominee? I like District 9 oh, I loved a lot. It. Loved it, but it um, just didn't seem to make sense to be a Best Picture nominee. To see a horror thriller get nominated for Best Picture is just is met, just weird on its own. It's cool, though. It's a great movie, and I'm glad that they did. Again, they talk about how, oh, we're trying to be more diverse and open-minded with our nominations. This year says otherwise, but get out. Okay, fine. I don't think it wins, though. Um I think I think the the idea of the Oscars giving Best Picture to a horror movie is a little out there even for them right now. Right now, didn't yeah. Silence win? Silence of the Lambs won, didn't it? Oh man, did it? Yeah, I think it did. I think it did. That might be the only one that I could think of, though. But you know, That's that had Anthony ago. Hawkins and years like, ago, and that was a long time ago when nobody that movie transcended its own genre. Yeah. I think it's going to come down to Shape of Water, Three Billboards, and Lady Bird. Okay, I would love it to go to Lady Bird again. I want to see. You know, it's, it's, it's female-led, female-directed. If we're not getting Wonder Woman in the conversation, then Lady Bird definitely needs to be. Yeah. Get the post out of here. Get get Call Me By Your Name out of here. Um, Dunkirk, it's a World War II movie. Those are always going to get nominated. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's about heroes of World War II. I get why it's nominated. Well, and it seems like anytime you make a war movie, if as long as you don't butcher it, you're you're gonna get a best picture. I yeah. mean, last year, unless it's um, really bad, <laughs> Hacksaw Ridge, I liked a lot. Oh, I man. really liked it. We all know why that one didn't win, but yeah. that was a good movie. But it was good. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I think Dunkirk's in that same conversation. A good movie did respe- paid its respects to those people who were in that that mm-hmm. battle who fought. But is it the best picture in comparison? I don't think it. it I overtakes think it. Darkest Hour has more of a chance. Then, then you might be giving it credit for, but I don't think it wins. I think it does come down to Lady Bird, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. Get Out being the kind of underdog if I had to pick a fourth one. Yeah. I mean, um, I wouldn't be disappointed with Darkest Hour. It was a well-done movie across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't bored with it for a biopic, usually, especially one that is more drama-based instead of something like I, Tanya, which is a little bit yeah. more action and comedy. It, it kept my attention. And that's that's great. Um, that was the other thing about I noticed this year. Holy crap! The Academy loved biopics this mm-hmm. year. Darkest Hour biopic, Dunkirk biopic, Lady Bird biopic, Phantom Thread biopic, The Post biopic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of biopic love this year, and yeah. that that might be kind of what's kind of putting me off a little bit. Is like biopics are great, but. Y'all. Well, in comparison, that may be why you've got Shape of Water and Three Billboards with so much attention is because they stand out. And get out. And get, get out, yes. Get out. Yeah. You know, um, so, and call me by your name, I guess, whatever. But, you know, Logan wasn't a biopic either. So <laughs> I'm not going to let that go. Get, uh, I, I love that that Blade Runner got so many production nominations. But, you know, between that, again, Logan uh, getting one nomination that I'm not even sure it totally deserves um, no i don't yeah i agree with you there but yeah of the uh, again best picture is going to go to three billboard shape of water or lady bird maybe get out if, if it goes to anything outside of those four i would i'd be surprised yeah i really would yeah i i still i've seen them both you know the two that i've got it down to shape of water and three billboards i i can't make a decision right now i've thought about it and they're both really really well done i saw them probably within a few days of each other um, so they've been sitting for a while, and they're both still. I'm still enjoying them. Looking back, and and really enjoyed the story of Three Billboards, and um, just 
you had a really, really uh, well done from uh, Frances McDormand. Her performance was phenomenal. Um, Sam Rockwell. Uh, but then Shape of Water, it's it's a, it confused me at times. Um, yeah. I, but the the way in which it was still able to to pull it off despite what it was portraying was just phenomenal. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, all right. So you got about a month um, from when this airs to see all these movies. Uh, March fourth, uh, ABC. Check it out. The Oscars. Um, we've got. I still have to go see a few myself, um, including I Tanya, which I'm hoping to see for next oh week's review. Yeah. Um, was talking to uh, to Mike before we started here, and we were supposed to see. Uh, me and a couple of friends were supposed to see I Tanya. Had our tickets, and then the theater said it was pulled. So uh, we're hoping that it is back on the slate for this week, and um, hopefully we can go and, and finally, finally get to see that one. Um, as always, you guys can reach out to me through Twitter at driveineventide, or you can email me driveineventide at gmail.com. Um, I'm sure this is probably the one of the more um, opinionated reviews that we've had, yeah. um, just because there's been so many movies that we talked about today. So if you have any issues with, uh, maybe you loved Call Me By Your Name, and you want to let me know so I can tell Mike. Send me your tweets. <laughs> just tweet me. I don't care. Um, you know, but if you've got any thoughts on these, let us know. And uh, maybe there's some snubs that we didn't get to today. Let us know, and we will shout those out next week uh, when I review I, Tanya. So, again, Mike, thanks for joining me. Appreciated it. Love it, man. Always. So uh, we'll have you on here soon again. Um, until then, everybody, drive home safe. Charlie loves cherry, so he fills his froster with wild cherry, cherry cola, and tops it off with cherry limeade. It's the cherry on Charlie's day. Mix the polar pop or froster that works for you. Just 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. From a bird-watching nurse to a line-dancing firefighter, nobody's just one thing. That's why polar pop and froster aren't either. Choose from all kinds of flavors and make your mix. Polar pop and froster, just 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations.